0: Hustling, hustling,
1: hustling, 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 Every day I'm hustling, every day
0: I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Corey, what's up, my man? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. You know, just kicking into holiday, uh, you know, seasons. Yeah, things. I yeah.
2: hope our yeah. listeners enjoyed the custom little uh, jingle we had at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: getting... You, you we're drove getting. up from, from LA today, right?
0: Yeah, I had to um, go down for a quick trip to the uh to the Southland and just came back up today so that we could uh, How long does that drive? I did in like five and a half hours. Really? Yeah. I um what's the average moving speed there? Eighty? Eighty, yeah. Uh but I just wanted uh there's a. I I think there's a lot of snow right now in Tahoe so I thought I might do a trip um before the new year out to um to get some snowboarding in so I figured bring my car up while put I put the put the
2: chains in the the Prius and let it rip in there <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's a little warmer than, than it was when I left. Dude, it was, it's it was pretty
2: cold today when I woke
0: up. It was the that coldest. Was, it was the coldest uh, that it's ever been, or in my seven years in San Francisco. It.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not as cold as elsewhere in the United States, but those places have heating. The city's built for it. My apartment, I, you can see my breath because uh, the windows are paper thin and there's no heating or whatever. Um, You're probably using your
0: iPad to warm up your, uh, <laughs> your body.
2: Yeah. I took I took a, uh, speaking of transportation, I took an Uber over here, and I picked up a six-pack of beer, and I called it to come get me on the corner. And this is the problem Uber's having right now is uh, UberX. Guys, some of our listeners are not going to understand any of the the where I am in the story, but they'll get the frustration. A uh, guy's two blocks away north of me, so I'm on Lombard and Grant by my apartment, and he, BMW 5 Series, UberX. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. I'm gonna, whoa, it's a lottery. Maybe. But, uh, open my app back up after I check out. And he is now all the way on Bay and like Sansom. So he has no idea where the hell he's going because he's probably new to the system. Like, right. That's the biggest problem is all these people are ringing on. They don't know where they're going. Then he wiggles his way up Telegraph Hill up towards Coit Tower. And then he cancels the ride. Because he has no idea how to get to where I am because there's a hill on the way or whatever. But while I was in that corner, four Ubers or Lyfts came and said, Hey, are you so and so? Which is crazy how many cars are out there right now.
0: Yeah, no, actually, uh, right when I got in today, I noticed. Um, how few taxis I um, I see now in, in Soma and in South Beach compared to when I lived here in two thousand ten. Yeah. Um this is pre Uber launch. I think Uber launched in early two thousand eleven. And you yeah two thousand ten. Is it two thousand ten? Okay. Um so I I just I I can't believe how few taxis I see just driving around me, like especially this neighborhood which is kind of the epicenter of, of tech in San Francisco. It's it's all just kind of regular cars. And Uber, I don't know if you've noticed they have like some of them have this like little hologram that put yeah, they put in there. Yeah, they have the new their...
2: little it lights up now. Yeah, it lights up. And it looks it, pretty cool yeah, it actually. Looks cool.
0: It's a lot cooler than a mustache. Yeah, you
2: look you look kinda of douchey in a mustache.
0: Did you see the Conan
1: O'Brien thing?
2: No, no. Oh, so uh, Conan and Ice Cube mm-hmm. and Kevin Hart, comedians. Uh, Requested a, requested a Lyft to come pick him up, and Lyft didn't know anything about this. So they get this driver to come, and they set up a bunch of GoPros in the car, and they did a ten minute segment of uh, just this guy driving Lyft. There's like the big uh, kind of like aha moment for Lyft because now they're on Conan's late yeah, night show. Yeah, that's huge. And it was it's a really funny sketch. You should go watch it. It's pretty funny. Uh, Kevin Hart's like, "Have you ever been robbed?" He's like, "Not yet." He goes,
0: well, "No, you have, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean I don't know. I mean they're for me it doesn't really matter. Uh you know, I I like both services. I, I actually have Uber on my front page uh of apps on my on my uh, iPhone. Um but I use I use Lyft as sort of the kind of backup yeah. service. I don't I don't I don't like using Uber when it's in surge pricing. But what happens is usually when Ubers in well, surge Lyft pricing Well, Lyft has surge pricing now too. Oh, do they? Uh I
2: forgot what they call it. They they're not trying to. Is it build, active? Is it live? I, I believe so. And, okay. In well, certain, and I think they're testing it in L.A. right now, actually. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what I would, what I used to do is I would, I would, I would, I would open Uber, and if, and if uh, there wasn't uh, any Ubers available for regular pricing, I'd, I'd open Lyft. And then what? And, and then after Lyft. And then, well, do you have sidecar? I do. Well, <laughs> I think I've deleted it a couple of times. To be honest, <laughs> I think I've like downloaded it, used it. And, I don't know. I had one really bad experience with Sidecar. And the way, the, th- the thinking is like, okay, if you're a driver, you're not going to Sidecar, right? Like, you've heard, you've done your research, and you know, you know of Uber and you, you know of Lyft. Do you Lyft. think Sidecar's
2: just taking the bottom of them? Yeah,
0: they're taking the guys that got rejected from Uber and Lyft. They have to be, right? Like, who, how else are they? There's a crazy war going on
2: for driver acquisition. So, I don't know if you saw this this week, but they're putting $50 gas cards and lifts for Uber is to go to Uber HQ and convert an interview there and become a, a Uber so, driver so and a $500 credit or $500 bonus. If you take 20 rides before the end of the year and Uber is not taking a cut until the end of the year for Uber X drivers.
0: Wait, so, so they're paying them to, paying people what, people to switch. Wait, so, so the, what's the, the $50 gas? What's that about? Uh, it's for you to go to Uber HQ to like... So basically interview, yeah. And so I guess they're maybe they're assuming that if you so you're getting
2: a fifty dollar gas card, you're getting five hundred bucks if you get twenty rides before the certain date, which I think is like mid January, right? And like a signing bonus, yeah, a signing performance bonus, performance bonus, yeah. And they're waiving uh, any percentages that they take from, um, you know, the twenty percent fee or whatever.
0: I, mean, I think that that's fair. I mean, that's that's. You know, I mean, how is that any different than, you know, uh, Facebook offering, you know, a higher salary? No, it's amazing. I love it. Right? Or, you know, I mean, how else are you supposed to recruit talent and, you know, drivers are talent. The one thing that I'm – that kind of like makes me kind of feel a little bit iffy about Uber is, you know, in order to kind of – to ensure their dominance of the on-demand ride uh, market, they need to make sure that they have – a ton of cars on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is recruiting over some drivers from mm-hmm. competitors, which is fine. But then even beyond that, they've kind of resorted to, um, kind of lowering their standards and letting in people like, like the guy who picked you up, who they have, to. Yeah, they have to, right. And then, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, entrepreneurial drivers are, are kind of starting little side companies within Uber where, Um, you know, they're, they're buying like three or four or five cars and Uber um, offers
2: financing now, like lower financing. But but
0: imagine like, let's say you get approved as an Uber driver and you, you get, you know, three or four cars, or maybe you, um, have a car dealership or you used to be a limo driver and you have access to five or six cars now, because you've already been approved as a driver, maybe you can get. You know, you, uh, some buddies to drive under your name. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I saw something like a few weeks ago about a guy who was assaulted by a, an Uber driver, and I think, I mean, Uber, you know, kind of beat the crap out of someone. No, like so the guy, the guy got an argument with um, um, the Uber driver over uh, like where he was being dropped off, and then the Uber driver got angry with him and then kind of uh, threw a racial slur at him. And then uh he took out his phone to like try to take a picture of of the license plate and the Uber guy like like hit his hand and um and basically like assaulted him, like hit him like over the over the arm. She was probably somewhere of in the middle on that story. Yeah, I mean I mean I mean who knows? But the point was that like the part of part of the story that came out was that uh he wasn't even an approved Uber driver, I think. I think what happened was he he was a subcontractor of someone who was an approved Uber driver who was managing a fleet of his own drivers. Yeah. So essentially, Uber has now become like a medallion. And then, yeah, you know, it's going to
2: get really interesting really fast. I saw today, even to stir the, the waters a little more, there's a, a startup that leases cars to. People that don't have them, so they can't afford a lease, they don't have a car. Right. But let's say you, Corey, want to go drive for Lyft. Mm-hmm. You don't have a car. I rent you, I lease you my car for 75 bucks a day. Like, I own a, a fleet of vehicles, and Corey, here's 75 bucks. The stipulations are, you have to go be uh, approved by Lyft or Uber. Right. i uh, have the background checks and everything, and then I lease you the car for 75 bucks a day. And this is happening already. Wow. But where it gets iffy is now that car is likely changing every time so when you open those apps it says like Corey's picking you up in a black prius here's a license plate but that might not always be true um
0: yeah there's there's just a huge shortage of um and and so and so and so i think to some extent i don't know if this is probably true because um i mean i've seen all sorts of drivers on uber and lyft but so Lyft kind of is is really going for that kind of community uh, community aspect. Yeah, front right? seat versus back seat, right? The front seat versus the back seat, which I like actually. I, I actually enjoy the the Lyft experience. I I I usually have great drivers who are interesting people. Um, you know, have cool stories. Uh, last week, actually, I actually I walked into a Lyft that I thought was like a rapist van. It was like a it was one of those like <laughs> Chevy Astro vans from like <laughs> like, like, like the early nineties. And I was I was me and my friend were just kind of sketchy, sketched out about, you know, going into this this uh this, this giving this some hash for yeah. you guys. So but but I do like um I mean it seems less likely that, that that Lyft would turn into something like what Uber's doing right now, which is um sort of become a um sort of a business within a business where you have these professional drivers that used to work for limo and town car companies that see that Uber is where the real money is. And so now what they're doing is they're bringing their fleet of cars into the Uber ecosystem and, and you know, maybe not all of their drivers are secure. Whereas Lyft is still like your buddy from college who just graduated and who just moved to the city and wants to make some side money while he's like brushing up on his resume. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I like both of them. Um, I, I always think the competition is great. I think that there's enough space in the transportation market, at least in San Francisco, for for two companies, if not more. And yeah, if I
2: open it up tonight when I leave here, probably won't be able to get one. I still probably won't be able to get a Lyft or Uber without having to pay search pricing. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that I think that what's going to happen is that um, that that it's going to become so ubiquitous in the city that everybody's going to be using it, that the taxis really are going to have to lower their prices or not. I mean, cause what, what, like what, what's the incentive of even ordering a taxi at this point? There maybe. isn't one. There. You
2: know, what's interesting. I haven't seen taxes available on the Uber networking San Francisco in quite some time. Maybe I wonder they if they're just
0: off. Yeah. Maybe they're just, uh, cause Uber's not making any money there. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're not, ma-
2: they're making a buck, uh, booking fee and, some I think anything over a ten percent tip they take.
0: Have uh, you ever have you ever
2: used a company called Halo? No, that's the one that started. That's the big taxi hailing one that was in London, right? Yeah, and, and so they're in New, New York, York now too. Yeah, I think they're in Chicago now, but not in not on the West Coast yet. It is just so much cheaper to take an UberX than anything else that I've found so far.
0: But imagine if you could get the whole Uber experience, but it's a licensed taxi driver. I mean, would that change for you, or do you not care who's driving it? I don't really care.
2: Here's my my biggest thing now, actually, it's getting frustrating uh, with UberX or Lyft, is they don't know where the hell they're going.
0: Yeah, because they're new. They've probably been in the city for like a month. Or just like
2: in general, they just don't know. They haven't been drivers for more than a year, so they don't know where they're going.
0: It's frustrating. I mean, that's... Sometimes I just want to get in a
2: car and just put my head against this back of the seat, close my eyes, and just take me there, but I can't. I have to open up Google Maps... And tell people how to get. Places. It's funny that
0: I, I had this like same frustration. I think this is the price we pay for um, innovation. Um, I had the same frustration with pictures uh, a couple years back. Um, you know, you we got to a point where like these DSLR uh, cameras, these like Canons and Nikon's, were giving us these like amazing photos, right? Like we 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 we'd reach like the height of consumer photography, uh-huh. and then everybody got a smartphone because the iPhone came out yeah. and Androids came out, and then Pictures all sucked again, right? Because no one was carrying a, 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 a good camera on them ever, right? Yeah. Like people had these iPhone three Gs and like these iPhone fours and like you know these horrible low light mm-hmm. you know photography devices. And now we're getting to the point where like the picture quality is getting you know better. And yeah. I think that's what's happening with with uh, with with transportation is that you know there was this breakthrough that was like, oh my gosh, we can we can get transportation that's this easy. Yeah. We don't have to worry about and now. There's new, money, yeah. but but there's this like there's this like transition period where it's gonna suck. Yes, because our guy's not gonna know where he's going. And I mean, I still love getting into a, a cab and saying, you know, I need to go to um, Hayes Valley, and my cabbie knows like shortcuts that I don't even know about. Yeah, and so I think that with time, um,
2: that, I mean, that'll happen. That's the the ten thousand. 000... Hour out, that's outliers ten thousand hours or whatever, yeah. Uh, but I
0: mean I I don't know I I think that so what, the, the reason I bought Halo is that I I think a lot of my so a lot of the girlfriends that I know they love Uber, but they don't do Uber X. Um, they they're they, creeped they out by yeah it. they're creeped out by getting into someone's random car and they're really creeped out about Lyft. I mean this is actually I was like, gonna say because my girlfriend.
2: Uh, Loves UberX because she trusts Uber brand and knows what Uber so, okay, was when they okay. started the black right. car. So She's like UberX. I trust. When I told her about Lyft uh, in Chicago with the pink mustache, she's like, "Hell no!"
0: Yeah, like, so am are getting
2: that guy's car?
0: So I yeah, so I think that maybe UberX because it is attached to Uber uh, probably you know lends itself or you know uh, takes some of that quality from from the Uber luxury service, but. Um, I mean, that's why I thought maybe something like Halo, if they expanded more aggressively, could make a dent into some of these things because, um, you know, people people kind of trust yellow yellow uh, taxis yeah. because they're regulated by the by the city, yeah. and you know, if you, you you don't have a yellow taxi, if if you don't know how to get around the city, right, and, and you know, I mean, you know, with Uber X, you might get a former cabbie who decided that he wanted to work on his own, or you might get a guy who just moved here from uh Bangladesh who doesn't know Russian Hill from Knob Hill from you know yeah. Mission. So all first world problems. These are all first world problems. Everything we just said. Um yeah, but yeah I mean it's interesting. I think I think Uber is one of the, the most interesting companies. It, um, it
2: what's so interesting about it, it for me is a lot of different things, but it is something that's really entrepreneurship exists because you disrupt Markets and like, no, no market's have been more disrupted than transportation in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, they uh, did. They did a really good job of. They they
2: just said, F it, we're gonna go after all the regulators. Like, we don't care. We're gonna operate, and we're gonna operate within what we think the scope of the law is, and that's allowed." Services like Lyft to exist because without Uber, I don't think Lyft exists. And I don't. So I, and I think because that's... Lyft was Zimride, Uber kind of went through and said. This is how we're going to operate. Lyft came in and said, well, we're going to do this. but uh, We're going to do the ride-sharing model.
0: And I, I, I honestly think that the creators, the founders of Uber had no idea that they could scale it to, to this extent and kind of create a worldwide logistics company, which it seems like they're going to try to do with, with this, yeah. like, this like well, Google investment. It just
2: proves that they're, the problem for them is not on the supply side. Or sorry, it's not on the demand side. They have th- hundreds of thousands of people that I think. Did you see the leaked Uber numbers? Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy, like
0: one point <laughs> one billion dollar run rate. Wow. Uh, no, but Uber—they're um, going to get into other stuff too. They're yeah, they're. But I'm I mean, saying they took an
2: industry that was shitty, and that's why there's so much demand for it. Think about if someone were to regular or to mm-hmm. innovate in the cell phone space somehow, like mobile carrier.
0: I think it was really a product of like the. Like it was a perfect time, right? I mean, it was uh, 2010, which wasn't the start of the kind of mass adoption of the smartphone, right? That was that was 2008, 2009 when the iPhone yeah. second generation, third generation kind of mm-hmm. kind of made the affordable smartphone with decent 3G data kind of widespread, yeah. um, and, it, and and that 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 was the moment where kind of real time on demand. Um, transportation was, was, was feasible before then it didn't really make yeah. sense because, you know, you, you didn't have that many consumers, you know, around, you know, in every city around the world that have these, you know, these, you these smart a smartphone. with GPS. Exactly.
2: So, and then also have that handset be affordable that you can put in mm, driver's cars.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's a, you know, a lot of the best companies in the history of, of technology have come at the right time. You know, like when that you know, when technology and, um, uh, you know, consumer, uh, yeah. actions kind of like, and just the, 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 that moment in time is like the perfect. Timing's everything. Yeah. Timing. timing I think really about,
2: everything. uh, Instagram, like they weren't the first one to ever have photo sharing, but if you look at the iPhone 4 was the first decent
0: mm-hmm.
2: mobile phone camera and that's why Instagram was able to grow the way it did It's because they had the first decent camera
0: and i think that they um i mean i love instagram but i think that they they just capitalized on something that you know the company that really kind of invented like filtered photos hipstamatic really just kind of failed to see it was that like
2: yeah because hipstamatic was a paid app
0: Friends. Yeah, Hipstomatic. I I bought Hipstomatic and I was using that all the time. I thought Hypsomatic was one of the coolest uh, apps. It was on my front page. Have you read
2: the three page saga? No, Hypsomatic? This was probably written a year, year and a half ago, and something, but really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. So Hipsomatic, um, you know, they basically they uh, they started this whole trend, and but they failed to to realize that this could be a Power really engaging. Yeah, I mean. This was kind of what what what, what the next generation of social networking would be would be people that people didn't want to log on to Facebook and have to deal with all of that. They wanted to have a really nice clean feed of photos and kind of show their own individuality by maybe putting some filters on it and
2: speaking of of Instagram, the new messaging stuff. uh, what are your thoughts on so like now we just transit. I guess we had Uber wars with the Lyft drivers or whatever. But yeah, so this like, I guess could be
0: like kind of the messaging wars. This is like
2: because uh, there's messaging
0: wars that are happening because they just announced Instagram Direct, which is so. Is that a I, uh, food delivery service or a, I, uh, a messaging app? I, yeah,
2: I, I know we say we don't bash stuff, but I just don't get it. Well, I kind of get it. I kind of get it, and I guarantee you that it's gonna be really popular with the younger demographic they have. Cause you look at that people. So for the listeners out there, Instagram this week announced a new messaging service, which I would say is what would you, it's like a direct way to send photos with someone and chat with them.
0: Yeah. So the way I would kind of characterize it is that it's,
2: um, it's Snapchat without the photos disappearing.
0: It's Snapchat without the photos disappearing, <laughs> but there's a little bit of a, of a more, there's a more of a social element, right? It's, I think it's a uh, group chat done pretty well, right? Um, because but you have to
2: use a picture to start the group chat. Right,
0: right. But, okay. So think about group, group messaging applications. Right. like group me, right? Um, I love group me too. I use group me every single day, but group me is meant for more like long-term groups. Right. Sure. So I have one for my, uh, fantasy football league, which I, I look at every single day. I'm in the playoffs, by the way. If I win this (laughs) week, I'm going to the finals. But um, I also have one for my family that I don't really use that often, and I have one for some buddies from college. But those are long-term groups, okay? With Instagram Direct, I can send – so what all of these messaging apps are kind of doing is they're not trying to take away, um, uh, you know, they're not trying to take away uh, time from – other other social networks to so try and take away time from text messaging. You you think mean so? you guys, I mean, I, so this is so Instagram Direct for me is a much better way to share a pic with like eight or nine people that you think is like really funny and you want them to like comment on it, right? Like what you would do with like uh, if you, for example, remember when I uh, chipped my tooth at Halloween? <laughs> okay, yeah. so I sent that picture to like. So
2: so <laughs> let's just rewind because in. Between me, you, and some of our other avid listeners, there's been a lot of uh, chipped teeth. Oh, okay. That's happened. Uh, At least four or five people that are listening right now have chipped their front tooth.
0: Okay. So I chipped my tooth. Um, You got a beer
2: bottle swung into it. Yeah.
0: And it wasn't a fight or anything. It was actually a a married girl uh, that is dating one of our friends uh, who, or married to one of our (laughs) friends who who accidentally uh, hit me in the face. But – Anyways, I sent that picture to, like, a group of my cousins, right? Like, hey, look what happened to me last night. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big group text message that, um, you know, th- there's no liking on iMessage. There's no, um, you know, I don't know when any of those people have seen the picture. There's no feedback loops. There's no feedback loops. Any of that. I can't, I mean, I could put, I guess, technically a filter with iMessage. But with, like, Instagram Direct, like, last night, I, I just to try it out, um... I was uh, I was down in LA with with my family, and I sent uh, you know I took a picture of me, uh, my brother, and me, and Mm -hmm. I sent it to like fifteen of our like uh, cousins and like like uh, friends and family in like a private Instagram message. And like some people commented, some people liked it. Also, with Instagram Direct, you there you can see you see the logo of every uh, person who like the little avatar of every person who is included on that little message, and it's faded out until they've seen you know uh, so it's uh, kind of like cool. a read receipt yeah. so in a way I think that they're trying to attack the kind of group message um market which so within messaging I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, verticals I think within <laughs> messaging right because at, the, at its core messaging is just human interaction right yeah. that's all it is right so within messaging there's email which is I think more professional There's uh,
2: long form what, yeah asynchronous right
0: exactly then there's um, you know, text message, which is a little bit more personalized and I think best suited for kind of one-on-one Okay. and then there's uh, group messaging, right? Like what I said, which is great for, for sure. I think more structured groups. Um, and then I think there's ephemeral that we, we you know, like with Snapchat, <laughs> which they, they kind of, they kind of were the, were the, the leader in that. And I think will continue to be because, you know, the market has shown that people not just. You know, high school kids, but everybody wants a tool where they can act, you know, as themselves without fear of, you know, permanent record of of their, you know, temporary. Unless
2: you download this. So I was doing some research before this episode. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh, Just looking and thinking about topics and was perusing the iTunes store. And the most paid for social networking app is this app that lets you. Take screenshots and capture things on Snapchat without the end user, the other user, knowing.
0: Yeah, but you know that's a that's a short term thing. I mean, Snapchat, you know, they just raised another fifteen million dollars, and they have. I mean, they've raised very aggressively, and probably have more money than they know what to do with right now. In terms of, I bet
2: they're. I mean, I bet they spend a million dollars a month on infrastructure.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but but beyond that, though, they only have like still only have like twelve or thirteen employees. Or really? Like I mean, it's pretty small.
2: Yeah. What What are they really done with the product?
0: I think that I I just I think that they are going go to go on a hiring spree. Like they haven't hired any like biz dev and sales. They actually big. got
2: the COO of Instagram. That's smart to come work at Snapchat, and they just hired the COO of okay. Instagram.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so but 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 with Snapchat, um. You know, we we need. I mean, consumers were asking for it. I mean, it's 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 something that I think that the the kids who are kind of not using Facebook as much anymore, the kids who 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 use Instagram, but but Instagram is such a is such a a vanity tool, right? I mean, I mean, my I love Instagram. I, I use it every single day. Yeah. But I mean, everything about Instagram is so vain. Right, oh, yeah. and, and that's why I like Instagram direct, but like you think about like the regular Instagram, right? You go to someone's profile and in big, bold letters up at the front, it says number of people who follow you. Um, and every single picture has number of likes. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's just, it's, it's really, you know, I think that for a lot of people, you know, it's a great communication device and you love kind of like peering into your friend's world. But at the same time, it, It kind of – it kind of just portrays everything that's really horrible about social media, right? Right. Like it's that like stressful kind of, you know, I don't want to post this because I don't want everyone else to see what I'm doing because I didn't invite these people out tonight or I don't want these people to know I'm in this city because I didn't want to hang out with them while I'm here Mm -hmm. or Mm – you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only going to post pictures where, like, I can get, like, 25, 30 likes. I'm not going to post something unless it's, like, a really nice picture. You know, so it's, I think that it, like, brings out a lot of, like, pretty crappy qualities in people. And the Instagram direct, I think, is a little bit cooler. Is that our food? It could be our food. All right, so we just had some great Thai food. Great Thai food. Panning, curry, uh, some pad thai, some veggie spring rolls. Summer rolls. Summer no. rolls. Yeah, summer rolls. What do you think of summer rolls? They were good. Uh, would have liked more
2: peanut sauce. I love peanut yeah,
0: sauce. Yeah, I would have liked. Um, I would like there to be more uh, more noodles or you know inside. It was good. I, I like, like
2: a, I like a shrimp instead of a tofu in my yeah, spring
0: roll. Of course, um, of course. But, but it was good food. We're Recharged, food. ready to go. And back to my point about Instagram Direct. I think this is going to be a hit because part of part of what people like about Instagram is the feedback, right? I mean, yeah. I just mentioned that. You know, that's what kind of makes it sort of the crappy social network Mm -hmm. and then it like brings out the bad qualities in people. But people also enjoy kind of like their friends' comments, their friends' likes. And you know, if I can just send our group of buddies in San Francisco a silly picture that's private, you know, to ten of us, and you know, you comment on it and Justin comments on it, and like Blunt comments on it, right? I think that's kind of the – like, you know, like group messaging 2.0, right? Like a catered kind of one time thing. It's not like we don't need a group message for that, but it's just kind of like, a, look at this funny picture yeah. you guys are all going to like. Do
2: you ever ignore uh, text messages now?
0: Just like, don't respond. Um, yes, but it's funny that you asked that. Um, I was going to ask you uh, what your thoughts were about read receipts, because I recently turned on read receipts on iMessage so that I don't um, ignore text messages. So that I can keep myself honest. Were you even reading my text today? Because I wasn't getting any receipts. Um,
2: no, look, you don't have receipts on.
0: Yeah, I do. Maybe I turned it back off.
2: Um, well, so something I've been experimenting a uh, with. A read receipt lets you know that, hey, Corey has read your message. BBM had this way back in the day.
0: Yeah, and I, okay, so, so yeah, it just says read or like, for example, in WhatsApp, which is an app I use quite a bit, um, another messaging app. You know, one, you one, what's app for international in, people, in, okay. international right. people. Um, it's what we can get into this later, but, uh, so with WhatsApp, it's like one check mark if the message was delivered and two check marks if the person has seen it Okay, and and it's the default and you can't turn that off. That's something that just like BBM, it's a part of the fabric of the app. With the iPhone, you can turn on read receipts and it'll say delivered if the message has been delivered. Well, in a one-to-one
2: conversation, though.
0: Right. But it not... Yeah, I think so. But the point is that you have the option of alerting your friend if you have read their message. Yep. And I like that. I think that it keeps us all honest. I think, you know... it's just getting more so. I just don't
2: want to respond to you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. before... Text messaging was very, I guess, intimate in that, I hey, get a message, I respond back. Right. Now it's to the point where it's ubiquitous status quo, and it's almost like email, where it's like, I don't even respond to it, just because I'm just like, eh.
0: Yeah, it is, but at the same time, I mean, you, you email someone, it's there's no guarantee of a response, right? But like you really want to get a hold of someone, send them a text message, they're going to read it. You know they're going to read it. This is like, a, it's like a 98% chance that they're going to read your yeah. message, if not higher. So, and with that said, that's why I turned on read receipts, because um, I think it's kind of bullshit. I mean, there's no way you can, you can create a a, a believable excuse that, you know, you, oh, you somehow miss someone's message. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, it keeps you accountable, I guess. Yeah. That. And it's also nice
2: because someone's like, what the fuck? Everyone's banned for three hours. Well, it's I still haven't looked at it. I was at the gym or whatever. Right.
0: Exactly. So, and that's and a lot of times um, I'll use read receipts to my advantage, where um, a message comes in, and you know through the the uh, you know uh, Apple notification system, I see you know at the top that a message is from someone, and I and I don't know if I can answer them right now, and so I won't go into the app and read it because at that moment, the, the kind of, um, you know, the, the trigger has started that, like, I have to respond Mm -hmm. because they know that I've read the message. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think, I think that we're all kidding ourselves. If we, if we think that we can turn off, read receipts and, um, just tell someone four hours later, Oh, sorry, I missed your, I missed your message. You know, I was really busy, right? Like people know that let's challenge all of our listeners to put read receipts on I'll do it right it now it keeps it keeps you accountable
1: let's do it I'm, it, do I'm it telling right you
0: now. It, and also okay imagine this right your girlfriend your Yeah. Go, your your girlfriend you you I don't you, want her knowing
1: if I'm ignoring no her. no but
0: what I'm saying is your girlfriend uh, uh, sends you a text message you don't respond within 2 hours right she's not going to be like oh mike wasn't around his phone she knows how much you use your cell phone she knows how like attached you are to your iPhone <laughs> she knows that you haven't gone 2 hours <laughs> Right? So you can't – there's no excuse. You can't even – I mean no one that knows me well knows that I would go like three, four hours without um, – the only the only instance is if like I'm in a meeting and sometimes I turn my – I put my phone on airplane mode all the time in meetings because okay. um, I don't like the the, the buzz. Yeah. And Smart. Do you – so until – what about messages on your computer then? So it will say it's read once you click into that thread? Yeah. So I think you have to turn on read receipts for iMessages on the Mac. And iMessages on Got your phone. So Otherwise, it would be it would be depending on where you looked at the message. I'm gonna test this out right now because this is this is great. Uh, and so and, and so a lot of a lot of apps. Uh, that's kind of the default. Like like I said, WhatsApp. You know, BBM still has you know BBM has an iOS app in case you didn't know. Uh, I, I, so I was looking through messaging apps today, It's just insane
1: how many everyone wants messaging. It's insane. So there's – Facebook Ventures is actually number one in the app store right now for social networking. Uh, but then there's, like, BBM is 20-something. Like and it's crazy. They should have just
0: – What do you think of the Facebook messaging app? I don't use it. You don't use it? I don't it? even have it downloaded. Really? I love it. I mean, I think – okay. So if I you Think you look about it, all the different ways you can
1: contact someone. It's fucking insane. Email, phone, text are the three basic – Right? Digital ways. Then there's, let's just go through your phone right now, the way people can contact you. Facebook Messenger. Twitter just made it a huge priority messaging. So Twitter now has direct messages built into the nav bar at the bottom before you had to go to your profile and click Messages. It is now
0: two layers higher. Who are you going to direct message on Twitter?
1: Uh, I I direct message more on Twitter than I Facebook message. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, so my –
1: Okay. Facebook Instagram now group me LinkedIn you can message people uh foursquare and Tumblr you cannot uh but then there's apps like LINE or sorry LINE which is huge in Japan that's right huge yeah it's a Korean company right is it that's so well it's the cheap, rev- their revenue their revenue the revenue 2011 i believe it was 10 million dollars 2012 what do you think the revenue was uh, I don't know. It was 10 million? What do wow. you think is? And in the following year, uh, I don't know. 113. Wow. Tenfold revenue
0: in a wow. year. Wow. Yeah. So and then there's a ton of other. What's WhatsApp, there's Snapchat. Like, so, so I think the reason why I like Facebook is that my two biggest social graphs are my contacts list and my cell phone. Yep. And then Facebook, right? And so the easiest way to get a hold of anybody I want to that I know. Is one of those two ways. That's true. If you want to get a hold of someone
1: and uh,
0: Facebook, uh, if you Facebook message, there's no excuse. You're like, oh, it was another. And Facebook, Facebook or- also had the read receipts too, like seen, you know, yeah. whatever, which I like, So I know they've seen it. They haven't had time to respond, but they've seen it. Um, I really like WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is a really interesting story. I, I did some research on the founders. Um, probably my favorite. They're Canadian, um, are they? Is that a Canadian company? It's not a Canadian company. So uh, former Yahoo engineers. Um, I don't know what their nationality is. They might be Canadian. Uh, But this is the reason why I like... Part of the reason why I like them, and then part of the reason why I kind of am bummed that, um, you know, they have the vision that they have. Mm -hmm. So these guys were working at Yahoo during kind of like rock bottom over there when, you know, there was a lot of poor management and... Yahoo is just a struggling, you know, media company trying to find identity. And they left, I think, shortly after the App Store was announced mm-hmm. and uh, started this, this app. Um, and the part, the part of the reason they started WhatsApp was because, um, with the exception of the U.S., for almost every other country out there, um, it's incredibly expensive to send an SMS, yeah. right? And, you know, they saw an opportunity to um, to kind of disrupt the telecom stranglehold over messaging and to just use data the same data that 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 people would be using um, to access all these other apps on their smartphones now that you know the iphone and android were kind of out there so they were the first mover great 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 technical team um but here's the problem these guys are sort of kind of like um like craig newmark who's the the founder of craigslist Mm -hmm. they're kind of like almost anti, anti anti-capitalists, right? Like they don't, they don't want, so, so they're kind of like their ethos was when they started WhatsApp was like, we came from a company that all they cared about was ad revenue at Yahoo. And we want to create a company that will never be, um, ad supported, supported, will never be, um, uh, you know, uh, ruined by an ad experience or selling data or whatever. We want to create a utility. Right. And so just like Craigslist is now just a utility where, you know, user interface and, you know, new features, et cetera, have not really been explored. WhatsApp is kind of just like it works. All we care about is that, like, people can use this utility as it's meant to be used and it's easy to use and... No, we don't want to get, sell your data. We don't want to go be sold to Yahoo or Facebook or whatever. We just want a utility that everybody can have.
1: Is it a charge where they charge a buck to download it or something like that? Yeah,
0: I think it's ninety-nine cents on the app store and then on Android it might be free, I think. Yeah, because people don't pay
1: for apps on Android.
0: Yeah, that's probably right. It's crazy. Yeah. But but these all these apps, um what's interesting is that now so they so much like Snapchat, WhatsApp is uh doesn't use Facebook Connect, which I like. Um, well, you know, that's Facebook doesn't even
1: let that happen anymore. Facebook's now at the point where, as soon as you become competitive,
0: your API access—that's the friend graph is, yeah. is gone. But but the, but the funny thing is that neither Snapchat or WhatsApp ever even wanted it, and and the reason why was what I was saying before. You know, your two your two biggest social graphs are your Facebook friends. But your biggest one really is your your contacts list on yeah. your cell phone, right? Uh, and so, and I
1: would argue your contacts list of people that you've texted in the last twelve months.
0: Yeah, but because I mean, because your face, your social graph's constantly changing. Yeah, it is, it is. But I mean, I think there's an opportunity there for someone because, I mean, I think that it's not just. I mean, like there are people that I'm friends with who I just never happen to have exchanged cell phone numbers with, right? Um, because the presumption of exchanging cell phone numbers with somebody is what it's based on the premise that we're either going to have a phone call or we're going to exchange a text message. We
1: want to have sex together, or we want to go have a beer together.
0: Well, well, it's it's no, but but what I'm
1: saying, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, why
0: do you get someone your number? No, no, why do you get someone's phone number, right? To either call them or to text them. There's only two things you can do with that phone number, right? But nobody's making phone calls anymore. I mean. People are still are, but like not as much. And you know, if, if we're using all these messaging apps, then what's the point of getting someone's phone number if I can just find you on one of these messaging apps, right? Yeah, it's so, are so, so fragmented, though. It is. It's all over the place. I don't. What do you use the most? Like, what's your like? What's your daily habit with as far? I don't use it? any messaging apps besides uh,
1: iMessage slash text messaging. Yeah, mine's mine's. I all use GChat because that's my that's Gmail. What about
0: Hangouts? It's g right? Yeah, is I'm it sorry, on G-shirt. your phone, though? No, nope. It isn't? No. Okay, yeah, so... Because I don't...
1: Yeah, I don't always want to be on, so to speak. Yeah. Because when you're
0: in Hangouts, people that are on the computer at work or doing whatever can well, message you, and I don't want that. Well, here's my... So you mentioned fragmentation. That's my whole, like, theory about where this is all going. This is sort of like the market... Realizing that messaging is the most important feature in social, right? Communication between people, um, specifically people that they um, you know they care about, not just everybody they know, is the most important social function. And, and that's why messaging apps are all, all the rage. But there really are, all, I think, the two, the two companies that, are, that I think are in the driver's seat are Apple with iMessage
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Google with Hangouts.
1: What about Facebook with Messenger?
0: Well, but that's the thing. Facebook has no direct access to the consumer, unless the consumer is a Facebook user, right? But but Apple and Android are the, are the dominant, de, you know, uh, handset makers, and um, iMessage is baked into the iPhone, and Hangouts is is, is is if it isn't already, will be a default feature in um, in in Android. And having said that. Um, hangouts is also tied to your gmail address and gmail is the most popular um you know email application isn't is it? it i mean how how do you and i chat on on uh on no, no, no. is it the most popular is it it should be i thought hotmail had more maybe it is oh, okay so maybe it isn't the most popular <laughs> but it's one of the most popular uh my, my point is that i think that like you know, like a company like WhatsApp could like kind of just get old, right? Because maybe it gets buggy or something, right? But like, you know, iMessage and and um, and Google Hangouts—they're at least going to be default apps on on those phones, I think. And you know, they, all all it takes is for them to like you know do an Apple hire, like pick up one of these one of these struggling messaging apps that have like great software development teams like facebook bought beluga beluga um there's this one like called message mean that we've played around with that i think is really cool but i think i think they'll have struggle like they'll struggle to compete because there's just so many of them whatsapp has already said that they would never sell um apparently they get like apparently they have like 450 million um messages sent a day or something like that like something crazy like more more pictures shared on like whatsapp per day than like on instagram or some some crazy number yeah it's a it's a pretty amazing company well
1: with that do you have any tidbits uh the, the bubble talk
0: bubble talk um i don't know well we'll save that for next week um I don't, I think we ran. I have time. something. Yeah, okay. Okay. Go ahead. I have something. Ah, it's not a quick little tidbit. Fuck. What is it?
1: Uh, Alex gave me this article on Fast Company. mm mm-hmm. uh, Really interesting. This guy, is, he's called the Amazon Whisperer. Did, did you read this article? No. Okay. So this this Fast Company journalist goes on, Amazon types
2: in, uh, they wanted a, a waterproof speaker for their shower that's rechargeable and uses Bluetooth. Okay. Types of send. Thought that he was going to get a bunch, or she I can't remember, uh, was going to get a bunch of results. They get one result, and it's this one speaker made by this company called Hype, I think, or something like that. And reviews are pretty good. It's sixty nine bucks. No brainer. Pull the trigger. Um, and basically goes into this big dive into what's this company? Who is this? And there's this company called like C N M Marketing in New Jersey, uh-huh. and all they do. It's listen on Amazon and Amazon reviews of products that exist, but what people want. So, like, I would love this speaker. I love this Bluetooth speaker for my shower, but I want it to be chargeable. So they go, they go to China, they get it made, and then they put it on Amazon. Wow. They have nine... Nine figures in revenue. So we are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And they do speech towels, all kinds of different stuff.
0: Just based on the reviews and what people would want. Like, this this would be a
2: five-star, but it doesn't have this. Sure, and Amazon is the distribution channel for it. Wow. Because, and it was a really interesting quote he said is, we don't have to have our speaker line. We don't have to have a speaker line on Amazon. No one goes on Amazon to browse your brand's products. Meaning... I I go on Amazon and look at all the different JBL speakers. Right. I go on looking for the, ex- the exact speaker I want. So he doesn't have to have a huge product on these speakers. He just has the one.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow. They have
2: all kinds of, It's a really interesting article. I already posted it on our blog. Nice. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think... That's not really... It's, it's just a
2: really interesting article. Oh, the other thing... I'll do one for you. Have you been
0: on Upworthy? I've heard of it. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it kind of seems like a cheesy company to me. Upworthy? Yeah. What do you mean? Like... All, they just rely on like on like really catchy uh, taglines, right? For their Uh-oh. articles,
1: no, no, they're like
2: the anti, the anti BuzzFeed in terms of content. Mm-hmm. They are like thought provoking, make you a better person, videos and content,
0: right? But but my they're all relying
2: on other people's content.
0: No, but my my uh, my understanding of Upworthy was that like every article of theirs, uh, the the title has been, like, um, has been, like, A-B tested to be, like, the most, like, link bait title possible. It's a site built by growth hackers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, like they were like, okay, we have this article about this, like, amazing woman in a wheelchair who starts walking again, right? And, like, they pick the sure. best <laughs> title that, like, in Twitter, in Facebook, when that's linked, Blinked onto social media, it's going to get clicked because, you know, this is, you know. I was on there today. Some of the videos are pretty good. What, like, for example? Uh, I don't know. It's just, like, really cool.
2: I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Uh, They had this whole 13-minute mini documentary uh, about the stop and frisk policy in in New York. It was really interesting. Okay. It was, like, content like that. This African-American kid kept getting stopped and frisked in his neighborhood in Harlem and getting pretty much uh, police brutality, uh, so we decided one day to just record it through his, on his iPhone, or on his iPod, and it, and create this whole documentary about it.
0: Um, all right, I have a little tidbit, I mean, this one went really long, um, we'll keep it shorter next week for you guys, but, um, we've talked about, uh, Read It Later apps, uh, to, to kind of save articles for later, and I think Mike mentioned that he uses InstaPaper a lot. I really like Pocket. Um, that's kind of my go-to. It kind of integrates with Twitter and um, has a Chrome extension for the web. And so, you know, anytime you're you know, you find an interesting article that you maybe don't have time to read, you just kind of save it for later and go back to your Pocket app on your iPhone or your iPad and you know, read it later. Uh they kind of updated their app recently and I think they have a lot of really cool features. Um you know, they show, you know, in your list of articles to read, they highlight some of the ones that are the most, most read or most pocketed throughout the web. Mm. And so like they'll tag it like best of. Yeah. So you kind of have like a more curated a more experience. Single, yeah. yeah. And so I think there's a lot of potential there for. Have um, they started monetizing that company at all? No, no. Uh, I don't think so. Um, they they
2: have to soon. They've only raised around $5 million, and they've been around for a while.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there. All I know is that they have a bunch of, like, loyal users. I just – I don't see their strategy yet, like what they're doing. Um, but I love it. I mean, it's like – it's one of those – it's one of those products that I use every single day, and I can't say that about every – I can't say that about a lot of companies. And it's definitely one of those apps that, you know, that I use on multiple devices. Mm. Ugh. All
1: right, so well, let's go get in the hot tub. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.